Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is Petey Steele. And Elena Torres coming to you from the quarantine. Well, almost quarantine, right? Yeah, except for us two. Yeah, exactly. All your SDU hoes and just whatever. Exactly. This is the uh, the COVID-19 episode. Get some entertainment, bitches. Yeah, from the closed draft house. You know you need it. Your fucking Facebook statuses right. suck. Right, don't worry about it. This is a 360 mic. We're practicing social distancing, all that stuff. Yeah, no, we haven't hooked up yet. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but everything is everything, man. It's been a weird uh, couple of days. To quote Drake, what a time to be alive. That's Is that his quote? It's Well, I mean, I think originally it was someone, but him and Future have that song. Oh. Or that album, what, what a time to be alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a time to be alive. It's crazy right now. I mean, how are you mentally processing all this? All over the place. Yeah, right? Uh, One minute, I'm like, oh yeah, all is well. Next moment, I'm like, yo, I'm going to be fucking dead. Right, right. And I don't know. I'm just right in the middle. But mostly I'm cool because I'm kind of like... You know, I did the MGM two weeks ago. If I die, I mean, I could have did worse, you know? Right, right. There you go. <laughs> what about you? Um, I mean, I think similarly, like, to a lot of people, I'm all over the place. Like, you know, I my daughter was born three months ago, so I think, like, a lot of new moms, I became a germaphobe the second she came out of me. So yeah. I've kind of been ready for this for a while. Yeah. Uh, So by the time this came, I'd already, you know, she had her shots and stuff. So I'd already been so afraid of germs before this. I sort of like ran out of anxiety. Right. If that makes sense. By the time coronavirus became a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I was doing all that obsessive hand washing and wiping everything down to, you know, what would have been called, you know, crazy degree before Mm -hmm. anyway. So in that sense, it didn't really create more anxiety. And it's not really affecting babies, which to me, that's like you know, a little bit of my world right now. And then on the flip side, like, look, you got to see the bright side of everything. Sure. And I definitely think I went back to comedy way too quick after having a kid. Like, I did my first set when I was less than six weeks after giving birth, or mm-hmm. probably around six weeks giving birth. And I went from that, I went to, like, full schedule. You know, I went from zero to 100, like, mm-hmm. way too quick. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I was mentally ready or my body wasn't ready to go that hard so fast. Mm-hmm. But I was really scared, you know, comedy's a freelance game. It's up to sure. you, right? So I was very afraid of becoming irrelevant. I was really afraid of getting shittier at stand-up, like all of us do, mm-hmm. you know. And I really wanted to go back as fast as I could. And there's not, like, any, you know, it's a freelance gig. There's no HR. There's no, you know, maternity leave policy. Right. So this is sort of like an extended maternity leave yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, where I can just sort of chill out, hang out with the baby, write some more jokes, and just sort of get in better shape in every sense of the word before i go back to doing comedy so in in a sense for me it came at an okay time right and i know that's a really fucked up way to get there but you know there's not that much maternity leave understanding in this world not to say that any bookers have been not understanding or anything because they have but i think just for me i push myself too hard yeah yeah, and this was just sort of forced me sure to turn the volume down so i'm not that mad at it i'm just you know more scared for like or parents and yeah. grandparents and, you know, more older people in our lives, you know. And it's crazy to hear my parents live in Spain, right? So they're, mm. like, totally on quarantine lockdown. That's, like, the fifth most cases in the world, right? I think less than that. After, in Europe, they're after the ones China after... China and Italy? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the third. third. Yeah. Wow. So they, the only thing open right now in Spain are 
pharmacies and grocery stores. And people Dang. have been asking me, what's that like for them? And I can just tell you, they're so bored. Yeah. They're so I, I bored. I lived there a year. The motherfuckers party till five yeah. in the morning. My parents are so You talk about so culture bored. shock yeah. when you get back home. Bars closing at two. You guys yeah. are fucking pussies. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is Yeah, my parents were really bored. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I was on FaceTime with them yesterday. They were watching a movie. Plus, they're redoing their house. So half their house, they can't even go in. Mm-hmm. So they're in like this little living room. The two of them watching Knives Out. Just... <laughs> Drinking too much wine. They were, you know. Hey, gotta make the time go by. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm impressed that you and I can do a quarantine with no alcohol, frankly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I guess, you know, being non-quarantined and doing it's been good practice. But, my God, sometimes I sit there and I'm like, how is this going to last for now i'm chill i think it's kind of good and and based on some of the stuff i've seen on social media like i got back on facebook after a year i saw that what what made you want to do that you know i think i just had one fire status that i just wanted to post and i was like okay what the hell and then i was like you know what i could do this and be responsible about it i think it was a good detox to do but now it's like I kind of, it helps with comedy. I mean, it helps in both writing down things that might get a hit and I can put into stage format later. And it helps with just, you know, staying current, seeing what everybody's talking about. I have to watch these young comics that are like coming up and just see what the subject matter they give a fuck about that I'm not touching because I don't care about those issues. But I need to care a little more, so I'm kind of like... All right, you know. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I discovered it really late in the game of that, uh, like, app limit thing that you can do on iPhone now. Yeah. You can limit how much time you spend on any app. Huh. So, yeah, so I did that to myself, and it's helped a lot. Like, because I I was very addicted to Instagram, and so this stops, and it locks the app. Huh. For you, you can get back on it if you need to, but it locks it so much so that you don't get notifications or anything. So you're on it a certain amount of day, and as soon as you hit that, Oh, that's good. It stops it for you. So that's been really helpful for me. I don't know if you want it, like, so you don't get too deep in. Yeah. I'll consider it if I start getting those screen time reports and it's more than, like, you know, five hours a day. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was getting those screen time reports and I was like, Jesus, I need to to chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I got bored of just Instagram. Instagram's great because I got the pictures and everything. But then I'm like, maybe this would have worked better just on its own as a status Mm, yeah, yeah. Fa- I mean, Facebook and Twitter have that in common where you can do just the status. But I think as a user, Instagram is ten times more addicting because it has, like, all that visual Yeah, all stuff. those hot women. And, yeah. well, and Instagram is, like, you know, it's further from reality, so it makes things look yeah. a lot fan- And Hot women. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I'm clowning. But, Kind yeah, of. Kind of. But, yeah, yeah. But, but that's Facebook- all they send to me is, that, is like, you know, hot white chicks and then fucking, like, hip-hop stuff. Yeah. That's me. Like, if you talk to Rand and Randolph when I told him, I was like, yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah. He was like, you know, for me, it's all just fitness videos. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Right, right. For me, it's a lot of fashion stuff and mm-hmm. comedy stuff and whatever. But Facebook is, like, it's, like, too real. Like, that's the reality of everybody. Yeah. Of, you know, I that's don't care. Dirt. Right? And you're just kind of like, I don't. 
I don't yeah. care. So I'm, I'm less addicted to it than Instagram. I, I will say, getting back on it and looking through it, uh, there's moments where I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely remember why the fuck I quit. Like right, some of these sure. people were fucking pathetic. There's so much cray on there. You know? Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, eh, there's some pretty good gems in here every now and then. Right. And since it's, you know, because I tried on Instagram just taking like a status I would write and I'd put it as a post. It did get some likes, but it not the same amount it would on like Facebook where everybody's not focusing on a picture. They just want written content. Right, right. So I think that's been ingrained in everyone's mind now that that's where you go for like news. Yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Personal yeah. News. He did. He did that in air quotes, you guys. Yeah. Yes, but I mean the cool thing now that people are doing on Instagram for stand-up, which is, like, the Schultz way, the Andrew mm-hmm. Schultz way, is, like, they're doing these one-minute posts, like, videos yeah. of you actually doing stand-up with the subtitles. Yeah. And that, that I think, is a cool way to, like, share. Sure. I've even seen though, a even lot though, of by people the way, doing that. I've never done it. Yeah. And I should <laughs> do it. But I think it's cool. She's making the air, like, I don't know what you call this hand, like, the, the waitress hand. Yeah. I, I talk with my hands all the time, anyway. But... She's part of hey, How do we get to this Facebook thing? We were talking about coronavirus. Like, you learned something on Facebook, right? Was that, was that what you Oh, saying? yeah. Um, I'm kind of watching on there how people are, in a sense, seeing how fucking powerless they really are across mm. the board. Whether it's a thing like, I've got a genetic abnormality and I'm oh, at risk yeah. for this. Yeah. Or some blood condition or like... Uh, you know, I have a bronchial problem or I don't, um, have any fucking money and I work in as a restaurant person. Yeah. We're closed. I don't, or comics that are working that don't get all their gigs canceled or just people running out of toilet paper or maybe they were never taught the white properly or, you know, (laughs) a a lot of sick realities are really being delivered. For sure. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. People that you're like, oh, I didn't know you had a pre-existing condition. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been that's been a sobering reality, I guess you could you could say. It has. In a lot of ways. And and how much systemic failure there is across the board. Oh my god. You know, and you can't even point to like I mean, you can point more not to be partisan, more to one party than the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But still, there's big foibles all around. And yeah, for sure. One of my biggest takeaways from this is, yo, humans, you're fucking gross. Like, yeah. you need to fucking wash your hands and clip your nose and whiskers and your nails. Wash your asshole more. You know, um, I may even take Elena up on that offer to get my asshole waxed now. Yeah. I think that'd be if a they're open. positive message. You yeah, know? Just yeah. Just a little Band-Aid pain yeah. for a fucking... It's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, trust me, I think mo- I think... I think men would be happy if most men wax their assholes. I feel like men would be happier. They'd be more have, like, sexually fulfilled, right? A hundred. They'd yeah. be a more sexually fulfilled. Like can women wiping? smell that like through your pants? Not through your pants, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but nonetheless, you know, yes. Every, everyone will be happier, and you'll be like you'll be happier when when you're taking a shit. It'll like go through much easier. You know, they like wiping becomes easier. Wow. I think it. I think it'll it would it'll be a great. A great thing. I think all men should do it. It doesn't make you any less of a man to have like a clean asshole. No, I think it's quite contrary. Right, exactly. But but I think maybe the wrong methods have been employed. It's also maybe consider more vegetable based diets and stuff. 
Yeah. I've been eating a lot more vegetables as a Good. consequence of this. I go, also, I go to my Chinese vegetarian place to also prove I'm not racist. Even though COVID that shit's thing. probably like covered in like red bean sauce and sugar and shit, which like totally defa- well, defeats the pace, the, it, the purpose of it's a vegetarian a thing. <laughs> That's so. But do they do that? They just dick yeah, it up. Yeah, of course. Like, even like at the all vegetarian joints. Yeah, of course. Maybe that's why it tastes good. Yeah, of course. Wow, maybe yeah, that like be like there's this restaurant. There's Love this it. restaurant in LA that I love, and it's a vegan <laughs> Thai food place. Yeah. That shit's not healthy. Mm. You know, it's like all every it's all vegetables, but it's covered in all kinds of sauce. By the way, sugar is totally vegan and gluten-free and all that stuff all right well i'm gonna get back to that on the racism tip then okay consider my position yeah yeah i mean i mean nothing against chinese food but i just have a feeling the place it tastes delicious because they soak it in in sauce right no well they give you some soy sauce you can dip it in you know like the steamed dumplings but what do they what do they cook what do they cook the veggies in Oh yeah, well dumplings, that's not healthy. But no, but it's like vegan dumplings. Yeah, but the, but that's not healthy. This the dough around the dumpling and stuff. Like you're eating way more dough and bread than uh, you are vegetable. God damn it. <laughs> this is a tip but this is a lot this of problem with people. Problem. Well when people are like, Oh, I'm vegan, but I'm not losing weight, it's like, well you're still eating like shit. Yeah. Just because you're eating vegan, like it's better in some senses, but not a lot of stuff. like you still need protein. You're right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. The vegetables are, no, that's fine. You're, you're out. I need this. Um, (laughs) definitely the vegetables are doused now that I think about it. Yeah, of course. Sauce and shit to make it palatable. Yeah, of course. It's, and I'm sure it's delicious. It is delicious. Does it, but does it completely like eliminate the value of it being vegetables or not? It depends what's in the sauce. If, if I were you, I'd ask them what's in the sauce. What? And if they don't want to tell you, then you know you're really fucked. Okay, all right. And if they do tell you, I promise you there's sugar in it. I promise you. Yeah. A lot of that, like, pre-made store, even, like, pre-made store salads and stuff yeah, have, yeah. like, dressing that's just, like, mostly sugar, which tastes incredible. Yeah. But that's why. Well, they still serve Coca-Cola at the shop, so and that's do you not still drink- vegan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Actually, I it do. is vegan. It is it? Yeah, I think Coca-Cola is vegan, isn't it? I don't know. It definitely has a lot of sugar. Yeah, but sugar's not... I mean, sugar's vegan. Yeah. But, by the way, sugar is, like, the biggest enemy in dieting altogether. Like, way worse than any animal protein. Just for, like, your own health. Like, I don't... Client... You know, there's a lot of people that argue that animal animal protein is better... Going vegan is better for climate change or whatever. But for your own health... Yeah. Sugar is the biggest enemy. I mean, it's like a drug, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as... You know, they say they... um, there was this test that they did in some lab. This is me sounding really smart. Some lab, somewhere. Anyway, they did this test where they gave rats cocaine and sugar. Mm-hmm. And they became much more addicted to the sugar than the cocaine. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, with the you lever. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they go back to the sugar one more than the coke. That's right. That's Jesus right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, it's terrible for you. I did this diet one. I've done every diet under the sun. And I did this one diet where I cut out all forms of sugar for I think it was two weeks, maybe three. I don't yeah. remember. It was a nutritionist in Mexico that that told me to do it, and every single thing that had sugar, so all kinds of carbs, including vegetables that have carbs, right. anything that tastes like sugar, even fake sugar, no chewing gum, like anything that even tastes like sugar. It, it's impossible to keep up yeah. because sugar's in everything that we eat sure. all the time. But I did it for however long, and then I like the addiction of sugar went away. So there are certain things I never went back to. Like, I used to eat a lot more fruit, but mm-hmm. it made you cut out fruit because fruit is a lot of natural sugars. It does. 
and now I don't want sugar. I used to be really addicted to gum. I know mm-hmm. that sounds crazy. No, but, no, I like gum. But but like after a sober thing, it was just like a yeah, like oh, weird. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I was very addicted to gum. I, I know it sounds weird, but totally got rid of that because it just tasted too sweet. Like the way things taste, to- my whole palate totally Shifted. changed yeah. after not eating sugar right, for right, however right. long. I don't remember if it was like two weeks or three weeks or thirty days or something. Sure, but but it was impossible. To get, like, you can't go out to eat with anybody. Uh, you know, you can't... They say that's the biggest detriment to actually dieting is who you eat with. It's yeah. just like with alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's why my husband and I always laugh, because whenever we go on, like, cute couple vacations together, we, like, look at all the couples, and you can see, like, everybody kind of looks the same in attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And their body types. Like, you could tell the couples that, like, work out a lot. Yeah. And you could tell the couples that eat a lot. Like, everybody kind of matches. I've noticed that at comedy shows, too. Yeah. Like, any place where it's groups or gatherings. Yeah. yeah. That everybody kind of, like, like, it all kind of matches. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. You know, it's funny, because you see that meme every now and again that'll be like you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most and right it's like okay find five people who think you're a total loser and see if they'll let you in yeah you yeah, can improve, yeah you know yeah exactly that, my, my husband's <laughs> my husband's really big on that like you are who you hang out with yeah 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 show me you your know? friends i'll show you your future do you believe in that uh to an extent yes i do mm-hmm. I, I definitely think whoever you're associating with has to, like, respect your boundaries at all times. And I think that if they do that, that's cool. But then if you're not doing the things they're doing and you're kind of hanging around, they're going to get sick of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you won't really fit in. You're, like, kind of a hanger-on. Yeah. And unless they're, like, Christian or something, they're not going to, like, want to keep you on the team. Right. Well, yeah, that's, yes. That's true. I also don't necessarily agree with that policy because I think that's it's really easy to fall into that, you know, when you want to hang out with people that are all the same as you. Right. You know, and that can go in any in any way you want to interpret that. And I think it's really important to have friends from all different walks of right. life. Because I think growing up, I went to I went to international school, so there were kids like from all over the world and whose parents were in all kinds of different sort of like economic situations. Because sure. a lot of people were like diplomat kids. You know, where the dip, where diplomats that you know they pay for everything once they get to school, but you know they go back to their home countries and it's totally different. So you had like, you had like the kids whose parents were like the heads of Sony, sure. you know, of Sony Latin America, and you had all kind. You know, it was a really like diverse group of people. Right. And I think that's benefited me for my whole life. So I think that it's really important to have friends from all different walks of life because it helps you understand mm-hmm. the world at large from a more grounded place, I think. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think, though, that, like, I, I mean, I've been a guy for many years that always had a lot of friends from different walks, but it wasn't, yeah. like, whole cliques. It was, like, maybe one or two people of right. each one of those groups. Right. And, I could, and that's great if you want to meet up, you have a lunch, or whatever you go to a museum or taking a ball game or something but i noticed when like it's like they're like oh yeah me and some people are coming out to get a drink come meet up with us or something like that you go and you automatically feel like kind of like an outsider you know Mm -hmm. and when they're with their like day ones or whatever right they're kind of like not all of them and not in every case but there's definitely some kind of like standoffishness or they kind of feel like they're being infringed upon or whatever by this outsider you know so i think that like you know those are kind of more like acquaintances 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. That's fair. But I also think, like, with that philosophy, there's that. But also, it's easy. Like, this is, I mean, my husband and I talk about this all the time. We're like, and I see this in the U.S. a lot, where people will sort of, like, forget the people they grew up with and stuff over mm-hmm. time. Because, you know, we're in different places right, or whatever. Right, right. But, I don't know, relationships, even, like, marriage, I think friendships are a lot like marriages, right? We're like, there are bad years. Like, some of the people, I'm, I'm really close still with a lot of the people that I grew up with. And some of them, there have been years where I'm like, she's fucking crazy right now. Mm-hmm. For a while. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and we're just in two totally different spots. But we managed to find some commonality at some point. And then later on, you're, like, so thankful that you kept that friendship years later because they grew out of whatever crazy bullshit phase. Totally. They were in, right? Totally. I was talking to a friend just like that this morning. I hadn't talked to in some years. Right. And I was in his wedding and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, about eight years ago. And he's now divorced. And I didn't no even way. know about it until I, you know, just DM'd his wife. Like, I saw her one night on Messenger. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I wonder what they're up to. Like, I was right. referring to them as there. Right. And then she's like, oh, you didn't hear. Like... We split up, and then she kind of elaborated on some of the circumstances, you know. Oh, no there way. There was, like, some drug talk. There was some, no like, way. you know, this and that and that. And I'm, like, going, oh, shit. Because I've known this guy 20 years, and right. I've seen him in bad patches before. Right. So I was kind of like, eh, this actually sounds kind of believable. Right, right, from right. From their standpoint. And then right. I reached out, like, Yesterday, it was like, is this still the number? And mm-hmm. you're, yeah, hey, what's good? I'm not under their oppressive regime anymore. And I'm oh, getting, no way. like, that side of the story. And I'm not even, like, I'm so old now where I'm, like, so old. I'm yeah, not right. gonna, no, I know, but but so old where I'm kind of, like, I don't want to investigate it and try to find yeah, out yeah, the yeah, real yeah. dirt. And, and what the fuck difference does it make? Because yeah, you're not gossipy them, like that. Right. One of them I hadn't, I hadn't talked to either of them in long enough time where I didn't even know they'd been fucking divorced a couple of years, you know? Oh, it'd been a couple of years. It'd been a couple of years. I didn't just, I don't know, I lost touch and they lived right. way out in the sticks in, like, Virgi- uh, Virginia. Okay. Um... For a while, I'd been going over there, and then, I don't know, my comedy kind of got bigger and more involved and everything, Mm -hmm. and I just lost sight or lost touch with them. Right. And then, holy shit, I get this bomb, and I'm like, ooh, I gotta figure, I kinda wanna figure this out, but then I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know? Right, right. And then I find out he's completely relocated up to New England. He's in like a cabin or something No like way. That. Yeah, and it's like writing a book and all this shit. Which sounds cool, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. where she was coming from. Basically. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I get that. I and, get that. And I don't know that I'll see her again. I doubt right. it. Right. I know her because of him. It's, right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I gotta say, having a kid... I mean, you hear, having a kid has made me so much less gossipy, but it's true. Having a kid has made me so much less gossipy, only because I just don't have time to give a shit about other people's problems. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, I don't have a second. Like, I've had people tell me all kinds of shit in the past three months, and, like, usually I always tell, like, anything gossipy at all, I always tell my husband and, like, want to gossip with him about it. But I forgot, because there's, like, I'm just trying to, you know, keep my head above water, like, raising the kid and doing comedy and all this stuff that I forget. Like, I just don't have time yeah. to be interested in other people's bullshit. In other bullshit. people's stuff, yeah, sure. Yeah, I just don't. 
Sure. You know, I've been like the best, most genuine. I'm at my most genuine self only yeah. because I'm too fucking busy. Yeah, you're you know? too good. Yeah, right. You walk in here in a fucking pink pea coat. And oh yeah. Here we go. Oh yeah, I love this thing. That's nice. A bunch of Care Bears had to die. <laughs> Les bisounours. To make it happen. Shout out to Zara for my cool coat. Uh, yeah, Zara, listen to Countercurrents. You know, hand me some more merch and I'll shout you out. Yeah, why not? Right? Why not? Because right? we don't have shows to plug this we don't week. Have, we don't have anything. Maybe next week either. I, I For sure not. I think, I think, what do you think? Let, when, what do you think we're going to Let's take odds, back? yeah. Um, I think the world will be up and running again by tax day. By the end of tax season. That April soon? 15th. April 15th? Yeah. I'm Actually, gonna, I think that's probably about right because be we're it's like March. It's like March fifteenth. So like yeah, like, like thirty days. Month. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Thirty days max. Max the end of April. In America, enough to where we can handle a pandemic in thirty. They gotta days. get those tests out. Yeah. But I mean, I believe in America if they can get those tests out. Like if they get, if they get tested, and they can start testing people and actually know what the fuck is going on. Then yeah. Yeah. They gotta create more ICU beds. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We need more nurses. Yeah. And more cordoned areas of the hospital. So I read today, and who knows if this is just being bandied around on Facebook, but apparently it was from an epidemiologist who said that there's something like 46,500 ICU beds in the, in whole the country. United States. And a worst-case scenario is... 2.9 million people get infected at some point with the need of several weeks of ICU care. 2.9 million yeah. that need to be in the ICU. Yeah. Fuck me. That's the worst case. The best case is like 200,000. So nonetheless, it's still It's going to be somewhere in between that. Of that. So the whole idea of this flatten the curve is just so that, you know, the people yeah, that yeah. need so that it the... get it fast and they while they're figuring out a vaccine and a lot of people have recovered. They've said something fifty some thousand. A lot of people. A lot of people are recovering. Yeah. Um. I have a friend who's an ER doctor in New York, and she. She's just saying like only come here if you're really sick because I guess she's getting a lot of people in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was like, if you're really really fucked up, come in. But yeah. if not, stay your ass stay home. home. We just don't have room and we don't have the capacity. Right. Which is scary to think about because you want to feel taken care of and you're like, what? You know, they kind of tell you that when you're giving birth too. Like, okay, only get the epidural when you're really fucked up. And you're like, yeah. I don't You feel fucked up the whole time. But then there's a moment where you're like, oh, now I'm really fucked up. But it's hard to know when that is. That's right. And here's the other thing. If you're not really fucked up but kind of fucked up, then you elect to stay home. Is it going to blow over on its own? That's right. Yeah, but you don't know. Uh-huh. There's not good good enough information out there. So, I don't know. I mean, I've had my doubts about the healthcare system in this country a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, frankly, like, having lived in other countries for a lot of my adult life and young life, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's a lot missing mm-hmm. here from from healthcare. Mm-hmm. That, and it's really easy for you to get abandoned in the system. So, I would say, like, just be in, just be in control of your own health, mm-hmm. I, I think, is the best sort of, like, advice to... Yeah, it's really made me, like, look at libertarian philosophies again. And I'm not saying that I value them over something more democratic. Because I am more democratic. But just the fact that, you know, when something like this breaks out, you got to have stuff in your own tank to fucking get over the hump. 
Kind of. Yeah, the government's not gonna save your ass. Kind of. I mean, yeah, that is very libertarian, but that's but. But that's but, how I feel. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't avoid this impulse. Yeah. That I've got. No, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. A the lot of people. meeting the road. Right, and I feel I um I saw an interview on CNN with a guy who has coronavirus mm-hmm. in Georgia, and he said he went he went to the hospital because he was feeling really shitty, and they did a flu test and it came out negative. And so they sent him home, and they were like, you know, do the same stuff. You know, they told him to do what you're supposed to do when you get the flu. And he was like, and then a day later, he felt so awful. He called the ER again and was like, I feel you guys sent me home to die. And they're like, okay, come in. And then they tested him for corona, and then he tested positive for mm-hmm. corona. And then, you know, he was doing his interview from the ICU bed with the, the oxygen thing. Sure. But, I mean, I think if people are, at this point, if people come in feeling sick, you've got to test them. Yeah. For corona. It shouldn't be this thing that lasts, that takes days, that mm-hmm. only in certain cases they test you, you know. I, that's what they say they're going to have to do. It's called uh, distributive justice. Right. And where they even get to say who gets to, like, live or die. I, I've heard in Italy, people over 80 now are getting the fucking shaft, and they're just like, all right. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Who knows how valid that headline or that right, article right, was, right. but I couldn't help but notice it and be like, shit. God. Yikes. Yeah, ma'am. It's weird times. Yeah. Weird times. Italians. I hope you all played the MGM. No, fuck that. <laughs> I don't, don't mean say that. that. Don't say that. I don't mean that. I want you all to live long and prosper and... Keep making that pasta. Fuck yeah. Keep me fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that tasty pasta. Where are we at? We're at 29.32. What do you want to do? You want to keep this a half hour or should we keep going? Let's keep going. All right, let's keep going. Now that we're here. You yeah. Know, we brave the fucking storm. So, you, so they're making you go into work then, right? Making me go into work. I am essential personnel. Um, wow. I could, I mean... Infrastructurally, I could easily do the job teleworking. Now, as annoyed as I am of mm-hmm. the fact that we have to go in, I will say that it's only me and like 10 people tops in okay. this office. And most of them are pretty <laughs> conscientious, right. I think, about washing their hands and right. you know staying within a certain distance right. of each other. And if any of them gets too fucked up i think you know people gossip enough to be like yo send that motherfucker home or something (laughs) you know what i'm saying but other than that yeah and that's what my plan is and it's that's where it's kind of a boon that comedy is off in the sense that it's a psychic load that's been removed from my mind yeah where um i'm just gonna keep it real linear i'm basically gonna be like all right i get up go to work come home, write, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and do it again for however many weeks mm-hmm. until this blows over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same, like, I work from home anyway, and everything I do is sort of comedy-related anyway. So, I mean, I'm just taking advantage a little bit of this time that I have, even though the one thing that aren't canceled is exercise classes are still all going Mm-hmm. So I've been going to those just because really? for my mental health. Yeah, I mean, less people are there, but I went to yoga on Friday. Wow. And there were six people in the class, so we got to, like, really spread out. No one was near each other, but it was still going. Orange Theory is still going and full. I'll be damned. 
I mean, they're wiping everything down Both all the time. Both my gyms are closed. Really? Yeah, Georgetown. First of all, the university shut the classes and everything. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. It's all online now. Right. And the gym is closed. And then additionally, Earthrex, my climbing place. Oh, yeah. That's all closed, oh, too. Oh, really? They kept them open for a little bit. But yesterday, we got the email. They're going to prorate the month and everything. That and was like my trapeze spot. My trapeze spot was like, oh, we're going to keep it open. We're going to be extra careful on Friday. And then yesterday, I was like, no, no, we're not. But still, like, all the workouts I've been doing, because I can't go to tra- back to trapeze yet, but which is Orange Theory and my yoga, they're open. Wow. Well... I mean, I hope they, I'm sure they have the best intentions. I hope it works out for them. I mean, look, I take big walks, and I've read somewhere, too, that's the best thing to do right now is just to be outside and... Yeah, I took took, um, my daughter out on a really long walk Mm -hmm. the other day because it was so nice on Friday. So gorgeous. And so I took her out in the stroller for a long walk. I took her to the park. I mean, she's a newborn, right? So I just walked around the park. She slept through the whole thing. But it was... It felt great yeah. to do, and it was distant from everybody else. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see. I'm, like, waiting for the exercise classes to close, and that's not happening yet. And every time I'm like, should I go? I don't know. It's a weird... We'll find out on the Counter Currents Quarantine 2 episode Yeah, exactly. Week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for now, I mean, that's true. Like, I think we're going to watch this thing unfurl, and the shorter, obviously, the better. But... It's going to be a hunker down time, and my big worry is yeah. I'll write a bunch of jokes, and then, you know, how many of them are going to hit because I won't have an audience to practice in right. front of right, right away. Right. We're not going to be able to, I don't think we're going to be doing comedy until, like you said, like mid, mid to late April. Yeah. But I'll memorize shit a bunch. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, yeah, I've got new stuff I've been writing. We'll just have to wait. Yeah. I've seen some people doing them on periscopes and online and stuff. Oh, there you go. crowds. There you go. eh, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, you can't. Without any crowd to gauge and back and forth. Yeah, you can't. You can't tell. What was the last show you did? How long ago? Let's see. So, I think it was Ragtime on Wednesday night. This Wednesday. This past Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that, all those are shut now, too. Yeah, exactly. Everything is done. Yeah, see, I didn't do anything until last Saturday because I forgot to sign up for some spots this week because this is my issue. Like, I went back too quickly and my brain hasn't been able. So I had stuff. I was going to do comedy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I had shows. And so I took Monday through Wednesday off. Mm-hmm. And then by Thursday, everything was done. Wow. So I haven't done comedy in like a week. Mm. Yeah, it's well, real. Break the pen Shit out. It's real. Yeah, exactly. See, even if you're not going to practice it, you at least got to keep the, the mental thing going. Exactly. Exactly. It's also crazy. Like, my fr- I've got a couple friends who... I have a friend who gave birth this morning. And oh. friends who are due in the next two weeks. And, wow. it's, just, and it's just like, what's it like? And they're like, I guess it's kind of normal. They said the hospitals are crowded. But I can't imagine, like, having your baby being born. Yeah. Like, doing all this. That better be a special quarantined right? NICU or, right? or not well, NICU because that's Well, I read in London because I keep checking like, do babies get coronavirus? And I read in London that a ba- a newborn was born with coronavirus because the mom that. had that had it. Right, right, yeah. Got, and then they were questioning whether it happened in the womb or if it was during birth. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. 
What a time to be alive. <laughs> right? I still think that was probably W.C. Fields. Probably. I, I mean, I mean you're probably break. right, but I'm just as far as recent things. Yeah. Are you a Drake hater? Yeah, he's a new rapper. Of yeah, kind of. Of course yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I like Drake. I like but. a couple new rappers, but they're all old. Like, they've been Ooh. doing it, but then they fucking just, like, like the Griselda gang. Oh. In the last year or two is when they really took the pop. In right, right, right. And they're the best. Right. I don't know. I, there, there's some new people I like. I don't... I heard I heard Childish Gambino dropped a new record today. He's very talented. <laughs> I respect him. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. He's very talented. I respect him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... It's never going to be my cup of tea because I'm but, a clunky ass... Oldsmobile of right. a rapper, but right, but yeah. but you you but you respect it. Yes, I'll take that. Freddie Gibbs is newer, right. but he's old too, like right. as a person. Pusha right. T didn't become like the Pusha T is super old, isn't he? Like he's, he's like, my age. Oh really? I thought he was older. I thought he was maybe like, even. Yeah, I think he's like forty two actually. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like I, I thought he was like in his mid forties. And he lives in the area. He was Does he posting really? up a picture. He's got some mansion, I think, in like Bethesda or something no like way. that. Yeah, he is he's some kind of a private partnership with some restaurant on H Street or some kind oh, of no thing way. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I haven't gotten to see him out yet or anything, but yeah. I love Pusha T. Oh, he's the greatest. Yeah alive right now yeah him and jay-z need to do the album like um jay electronica and jay-z just released that thing this weekend did you hear any of that uh-uh did you yeah it was good it didn't uh i, I guess it satiated it for my appetite for what the hype was because jay electronica hadn't dropped anything and people were waiting on it for like 15 years right uh jay-z stole the show i think with even less lyrics than Jay Electronica. He just wow. knew how to trim the fat better from years of practice. And that really, you know, stuck with me in terms of like your you know, your comedy act. You repeat a bunch of things a lot of times and you get the jokes just picture perfect. Right. Whereas you can write all the bars you want and have all this stuff on deck, but if it's just, you know If it's shit. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it was shit, but yeah, it wasn't but... it wasn't what it could have been, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting approach. Like, what do you prefer with joke, you know, doing the same jokes again and again and having them really well done or just writing new shit all the time? Like, I have an issue where I just write new, write new, write new, write new, write new because I get so over my old material. Yeah. But then I don't have enough material all the time. And I have an issue where I, like, never write, but then I have the bomb things that I've done to perfection. So if like maybe you and I were to like team up, somehow, yeah, that's exactly and, like, exactly. Our approach, those two. Team our approaches and congeal exactly. And I just wrote a little more. It can be Rick Rubin has a thing like that. I read in this Tools of Titans book, Tim Ferriss's thing, mm-hmm. um, where they asked him what his process or how he'll build an artist that gets like writer's block, and he'll say, mm-hmm. "When I have an artist that gets writer's block, I'll say, I want you to write one line." of a song that's mm-hmm. all you have to do right there mm-hmm. and then usually once they got the one line it sparked enough thought to where they'll go to the next and the next and the right, next right, and all right. that yeah interesting 
Interesting. I'll have to read that. I really yeah. like Rick Rubin. Oh, he's who great. doesn't? He's like one of the best producers of all hip hop in a music, yeah. frankly. Yeah, of, I was gonna say not just of hip hop, of so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Take that cool. sound, Run DMC and LL and the Beastie Boys and yeah. Public Enemy and all the that old Def Jam. Didn't he produce? Didn't he produce Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, for a very long Slayer, time too? Yeah. All yeah. of them. Yep. I used to love Red Hot Chili Peppers so much. Yeah, blood sugar sex magic is their greatest in I my agree. opinion. I agree. Yeah, the others I, I can enjoy it. I just love it. in high school. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah, and then you know they kind of fell off. But I I don't want to talk shit because you know I'm sure they listen to this podcast. Dude, they're all right. on top of it. Right, Frucianti, right. all yeah. of them. Yeah, it's true. All right. Yeah, so I think we you know pedaled through this one where. Uh, Hitting the wane of creativity. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're going to come back next week. You should be here. Yeah. And, and join in. Uh, we would give away free tickets if there were any shows to give them for. Yeah, I'm sorry. We don't have shows, so we have no free tickets to give you. But we're here to give you a little break from the quarantine. From while you're teleworking, if you want to listen to some podcasts, we'll be here. We're aren't gonna, we aren't going to leave you. Even if, we gotta, even if we got to call in, we'll be here. Let's party. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.